This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Are you the type of person that's looking to build your liquor collection in your own home? Then go to Country Wine and Spirits Online Liquor Superstore. But check this out. They've also got a monthly vault membership. It's an exclusive offer. What does a monthly membership tips Country Wine and Spirits give you? Well, I'll tell you. You get free two to five business days ground shipping on all your orders over 50 bucks. Special offers, free mystery vault gifts in every shipment. And if you sign up right now, it's only $19.95 a month for the first three months. And if you sign up for this membership, you get 10% off site-wide on every purchase, including sale items. Plus, as a special with Hey Bartender podcast, you get the 10% off if you join the membership. But if you use Hey Bartender 5, you get 5% off your complete purchase. So you're getting 15% off your entire order if you sign up for the membership, plus use Hey Bartender 5 coupon at checkout. So go to cwspirits.com, sign up for the membership, get 10% off your entire order, free shipping over $50, Plus, remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for an extra 5% off. You can't beat that deal. Go to CWSpirits.com. This is Drake at Toxic Shock Official, and you are listening to Hey Bartender Podcast.
Yes, there's peach, strawberry, blueberry, wildflower, raspberry, and lychee. And you can pretty much add them to whatever you feel like. And it, yeah, it. I mean, even the most simple drinks like, uh, like a screwdriver, you you can add the extra flavor uh, at the bottom of your glass if you want. And they also work in Jello shots and popsicles. Okay, yeah, that now that's that's cool. Is there a story behind that? How you found that out? <laughs> um, so I heard about the Jello shot one. That one I have physically done. Um, but my girlfriend Leah, bartender meals, who's been on the show with you before, yeah. she actually bought popsicles like to make your own, and she did them with a V eight like fruit juice, like the V eight splash, yeah. and then we just layered in the caviar. Um, so that way, every time you took a bite, you got your fruit juice, and you got your popping vodka. Wow, and since the vodka doesn't freeze, that's like a burst of flavor when you get to that point in the popsicle then. Yep, so it just kind of froze around them. That's brilliant, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's absolutely brilliant uh, uh, and creative. Uh, I, you know, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> I'm always trying to amp it up. Like, I want the wow factor. Like, why should someone click on my video? I want to give you a reason why. Sure. Now, now that we got that out of the way, um, why don't you tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself? You don't, yeah. You, you don't have to start at birth, but, uh, you know. Uh, but, no, yeah, I tell us turned, a little bit about you. I just turned 34. I worked in retail for 14 years of my life, and it was one of those things that, obviously, you have to be charismatic and very outgoing. So that led me into social media. Um, I started a podcast a couple years back because of COVID. I had nothing better to do. So me and a few buddies, we made a podcast, started it solely about music, pop culture, current events. And then I added in fear of the week. Mm. Fear of the week really took off as its own separate entity. So from there we had the toxic shock podcast. And then we spread into Drake and John's beer adventures where each week we sat down, I brought a beer, he brought a beer and we did almost like a contender match of which one's better. And we had our own ranking system with like what the can looked like, what the color looked like. Does it smell how it should? How's the name? And then your overall taste, like, would you recommend this to a friend? Would you drink it if someone handed it to you or would you actually purchase it? So different stuff from there. And then it was actually a year ago today. I started a TikTok as a joke. It was my birthday party and my buddy brought a beer bong. Which I saw you just celebrated, like, celebrated your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. Hey, thank you. It was a, uh, I'm just now kind of recuperating from it. It was four, it was four straight days in downtown Cleveland getting annihilated. <laughs> as I'm still drinking. So my buddy, he brought a beer bong and I was like, you know what? You guys keep telling me to download TikTok, whatever. I'll do it. I made one in the brand name and I bonged a bottle of water. Mm. Just being funny, making fun of TikTok. I made some weird Southern accent and told people they need to hydrate or dehydrate. <laughs> and within like the first, it was like hour, I had a thousand views and I was like, oh, this TikTok thing's that easy? And then we just kept cranking out videos. And then, I mean, it kind of took over my life for a minute. I was like, no, 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 guys. All right, stop what you're doing. Put, hold your drink. I have to be on TikTok. It's gotten better now. But <laughs> I think I annoyed my friends because I couldn't, I couldn't make, form a sentence without saying, like, TikTok this. And they're like, can we just hang out? Mm. So it kind of, like, disbanded the podcast itself because, the like alcohol TikTok aspect was what I really enjoyed and what I was thriving in. So it, it kind of took me over until I backpedaled a little bit, but it's, it's what I was enjoying. And I was like, this, 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 but I'm still friends with all of the guys. They just were like, you know what, dude, you're having fun with this. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, TikTok, uh, like, uh, like I was telling you before we started this thing, everybody falls down the TikTok rabbit hole at one time 
once you discover the app, all of a sudden you're, uh, you realize that you were sitting there watching TV and the movie's over and you just started it, but you don't remember watching a yep. single second of the movie because you were too busy watching people do dances or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think like the first couple dozen TikTok videos I watched was that transition thing where the girls had the ring light and then they would change what they looked. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those videos in forever, but uh, uh, yeah, TikTok is uh, very time consuming, but a very unique form of social media. And uh, it's a lot of people uh, get really popular or really famous off it. And, you know, like some of my favorites, like call me Chris, everybody knows who she is. Uh, she's got yeah. 45 million followers, but uh, doing the whole social media thing is actually kind of hard, at least for guys like me, because there's tricks to it. You know, how do, what do you do to stand out when there's 45 million other people out there? And right. once you got started on TikTok, what was your, because you've got a strong following over 50,000 people. Yeah. What, what was what was the learning curve or did it just happen? So I wouldn't say it just happened. So I got to a thousand pretty much within, I think it was a month. And like I celebrated every hundred, like made a video for it. Like I got my one friend to do backflips and all that. And then we would post like a dad joke of the week. We tried to keep it with the podcast. But then, like I said, we noticed different parts taking off. So I was like, oh, the beer is what matters. So I just started doing funny skits with beer. Like one of my most memorable, um, it's actually how I met Bartender Meals. It's the first video that she followed me from. I was dancing in my kitchen in a shark costume, chugging a beer to Baby Shark. <laughs> okay. I would just do dumb stuff like that and have costumes and different masks and just kind of see what would take off. So beer got me, I think I got to around 5,000 followers. And then uh, Lonnie from CW reached out to me, asked if I wanted to join the team. And at first I was like, I don't know. I, I only drink beer. I don't make liquor content. Like I'll order it at a bar, but like, you know, something simple. I'll just get a Washington apple because mm. it's quick, easy, and it'll get me drunk. She was like, you'll be fine. You got this, blah, blah. So I joined CW and then I got cocktail caviar was the first product I received. And I instantly jumped from like 5,000 to 10,000. Wow. <laughs> and then I celebrated by hitting 10,000 by chugging a pickle beer and I despise pickles. Like even looking at them makes me want to vomit. <laughs> so, but that was me giving it back to the followers. Like, Hey, thank you for this. I'm going to do something that is obnoxious. Mm. And then when I hit 20,000, I forget exactly. There was one where I, I did a pickle. It was a pickle whiskey. And I did that as a dare. And then one of them, I, snorkel so i have a thing called a beer snorkel it goes on the end of a bottle and you just flip it upside down and it releases all the liquid into your mouth uh, <laughs> these are like uh college games <laughs> pretty pretty much so at forty thousand, i did four of those in a row in under three minutes could you still see after that <laughs> yeah i mean they were only they're fine <laughs> <laughs> And then when I hit 50,000, so that was a couple months ago, I chugged an entire bottle of Old Smoky strawberries and cream, mm. which that hurt. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it's it's only 17%, but I mean, it it had some kick to it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, obviously, you've got uh, charisma. You've got uh, something that people will pay attention to pay attention to i'm a self-proclaimed introvert uh, so there are times where yeah i'm uh i ought when i like when i was behind the bar as soon as i got behind the bar the extrovert character uh turned on hey how you doing tell a joke uh or you know do do whatever but as soon as the last person left the bar open light turns off then i turned off <laughs> and gotcha. what are your tricks of the trade because uh you mentioned uh, before we started recording that your father thought you were going to be a car salesman because you could talk to pretty much anybody. 
And I've met a lot of people in my life where they act like they've never met a stranger. And there are times where I just sit back and go, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. My dad always taught me that you could, you could kind of tell a good, a good person right off the rip. So if I feel that you're a good person, when I'm walking up to you, I'm going to become friends with you. I'm going to act like I've seen you 25 times already. And it's just, I don't know. I wear, it, it's kind of a catch 22 because I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm. So like I am emotional, but that I bring all that emotion out in the way I speak. So like I'm, I don't give handshakes, I hug. Mm. So it's just, it's the way I was raised in that sense is like, I am just very open to like making friends. Yeah. But that's where like, I could probably be a bartender just from that part, but I'm very bad at remembering things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if someone was like, I need this, 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 and that, my multitasking will be like, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I've just, I've, I was in retail for so long because I could focus on one thing. I didn't have to remember someone's order. I didn't have to remember, like, being a bartender is not simple. No. And it, it sucks that, like, when you kind of think about it, some people are like, oh, that's not a real job. Like, that job is way harder than your job. Like, mm -hmm. Some people just don't, they don't understand it. And that's, I personally didn't really understand it much until I started dating a bartender and I'm like, got it. Like, <laughs> you've probably heard a thousand stories when she's come home and she talks about some customer that says, do, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? Or do you really enjoy doing this or whatever? Uh, all those typical questions that people like to ask servers or bartenders. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it uh and it's difficult to navigate uh but uh i found out when people would ask me questions like that is this what you want to do with the rest of your life and uh and i would start making jokes or smart ass remarks going are you kidding i can buy and sell you like that and uh you know uh, giving them pretty much no idea of what uh how much money i actually do do make Right, but they just sit back and assume it's a minimum wage job. You don't make much. It's, I mean, if you're if you're good at it, it's a great job. Yeah. Now, dating a bartender, uh, though, just out of curiosity, has the way you tipped changed? It has. I tip correctly now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've I've admitted on this podcast before I became a uh, started working in the service industry. Uh, I didn't tip well. I, I sit back and think about it and it's like uh, me and my friends uh, back in high school, we'd sit at Sherry's for hours on end, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, and we'd maybe tip them three, four bucks or something like that. And I'm thinking right now I sit back and think about it. We were taking up valuable real estate for like four or five hours talking about absolutely nothing. And yeah. That could have been money that they could have turned over the table and uh, made more money off it. Instead, they just let these goofy teenagers sit there, smoke cigarettes, <laughs> drink coffee. You know? Right. That's what I used to do at Denny's back in the day. I, did, so I get it. Yeah, I did Denny's too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it just natural, natural to you, or did anybody kind of give you a few uh, hints here or there to uh, how to approach people? I mean, working in retail that's also difficult uh, because most of the time people know what they're getting when they come in there. But sometimes people have, cause I were, I did the retail thing too in an electronic store and there was this okay. guy that wanted a CD player, but he wanted to make sure that it reached frequencies up to 40 kilohertz. But it, but my mind started spinning because the human human ear can only pick up up to 10 kilohertz. And I okay. was like, why do you want 40? Cause he knows, he knows better than me. He's an audiophile. What were you selling in retail? Um, I worked at American Eagle, so I was selling oh. clothing. Oh, okay. Did you, uh, did you have to do, well, I don't know if I want to include this on the podcast. Uh, uh I was going to ask you about upselling, but that's probably not a subject that we should probably talk about. I mean, every, everything is upselling. Hmm. So when someone comes in, if they're looking for a t-shirt, you want to try and add on another t-shirt. I mean, 
same if you go to McDonald's and they ask if you want it large instead of regular size. It's literally just, it's a part of your job. If you want to, if you're at, let's say radio check, you want batteries with that. Mm. Oh, so okay. it's, it's, the, it's the same. I mean, we focus more on trying to get someone to get our credit card. Ah, yeah. That was like, I mean, that would be more the upsell or being a part of a rewards program. Uh, but we more focus just on our quality. Like, I mean, the jeans were good, so we sold them for a good, like, they were more expensive. I mean, you're looking 60, 70 bucks for a pair of jeans, but. Now, um, was American Eagle one of those places? Because let's talk about representation for a second. Um, was American Eagle one of those places where you wore their clothes when you were on the sales floor? So I don't have, I didn't have to mm. wear their clothes. I just had to not have a brand on from a competitor. So okay. I couldn't walk into work with a Nike sweatshirt on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, well, I have to represent. I have to, walk in, I have to walk in with a shirt that had like Rocky Balboa on it. Oh. Because it's not, because it's, it's not a threat. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always wondered about that because uh, I, I'd gone into American Eagle a couple times and they got some cool button down shirts at, at least the time yeah. that I went in there. Uh, I remember hearing about like other competitors where they basically their employees come in and they have to change into that product. And yeah, uh, it just, but it made sense because one, it's a uniform, it's advertising and represents the company a little bit. And uh, I was just, it was just, at first, I was like, "Well, that's uh, that's kind of cool. You don't have to think about what to wear, but you still have to because so the way so I was a, I was the store manager mm-hmm. at American Eagle. So before I left for uh, Unifying Spirits, but at that moment, you the way I had to explain it to because I mean I was working with teenagers. The way to explain it to them is if you walked into a store." Would you walk up to someone who has a good personal appearance where like they have a button down on, they have a matching shirt, they have nice jeans, clean hair, clean shoes, or would you walk up to someone who's in basketball shorts and a ripped up shirt? Mm. Who do you think has more of a fashion sense to sell you fashion? Right. Cocktail caviar is one of a kind, versatile, and can be easily added to classic cocktails. Boba teas, shots, punch, fruit platters, cheesecakes, pancakes, and any other original creation you can think of. The sweet, stone fruit flavor complements drinks such as mimosas, screwdrivers, and any orange juice-based cocktail. Try a few scoops in some of these and share your favorite pairings. Cocktail Caviar is available on CWSpirits.com in five different flavors. Blueberry and wildflower, strawberry, raspberry, lychee, and peach. Buy one or collect all of them. Go to cwspirits.com now and remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 at checkout for 5% off your order. Hey bartender. So let's talk about Unifying Spirits. Now, uh, with your success so far uh, with social media, and how did you catch on with Unifying Spirits? So... I had a few videos where they just kept doing really good and my vibe, my energy, the company actually reached out to me and Leah and took us out to lunch. We actually talked about the peach caviar that was going to be coming out. And from there they were like, we really like what you guys have to offer. And we had a few conference calls, a few meetings. Um, They realized that I was looking to get out of my current job. And we kind of went from there. And so now at this current moment, I run their TikTok. I started a YouTube for them. We're going to be rolling out a merch store and then a lot more soon to come from there. So when Unifying Spirits comments on your post on TikTok, it's actually me. Oh, okay. So the, uh, there have been times where I've uh, tagged Cocktail Caviar because I made it using that product. So that was probably you that liked it. <laughs> Uh, I've only been here for one week. Oh, so it wasn't you. Okay, never mind. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut that part out so I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, that's cool. Um, so you you basically are in charge of uh, the social media aspect of uh, Cocktail Caviar. And anything else other than that? 
the social media for the most part there is more to come uh once we do a little bit more but we are going to be bringing out a merch store hopefully soon we're just trying to figure out the best things to start with so we're thinking like simple t-shirts right off the rip um i will probably do like limited colors for flavors when they come out such and such now that we're uh back on the subject of cocktail caviar i know we gushed uh, i gushed about it in the beginning of the uh, beginning of the episode tell me a little bit more about it because everybody looks at it and they like the strawberry they say is this salmon eggs are you going fishing this weekend <laughs> um now what is it uh, what is the boba actually made of so that's actually a really good question it is a flavorless seaweed extract so that way it has no flavor whatsoever and that is what makes it poppable. And that's why you taste the vodka on the outside and the inside, because the same vodka that's in it is what's sitting in the jar at the same time. Oh, uh, oh so it's basically marinating itself uh, while it's sitting in the jar waiting for you to eat it. Correct. So if you ever, if you ever pour out all the liquid, you'll notice that they'll kind of start to get a little, like, less. I don't know, the consistency of the outside will change because you're essentially taking a bubble and removing its, like, home, I guess you would call it. So what I've noticed is sometimes if I run out of the liquid, I'll add a different liquid and almost do an infusion. Mm. So I turned the lychee into a sour blue raspberry one time. Oh. Just by adding the outside. And it actually turned the boba balls blue because it was a blue vodka. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now you have you tr- uh, now is it specifically vodka that they use uh, for the ca- caviar, or do they have they tried other stuff? They, so they currently are all done with vodka. Possibly down the road, I think we might experiment, but. Right now, vodka seems to be doing the best for, like, a consistency base to keep them, like, from expanding out. Now, please tell me your first experience with cocktail caviar. What what, what did you think uh, when you received, when you got your first jar? Uh, were you warned about it? Were, uh, were, were you like, what is this? <laughs> so, I had actually tried it before because I went to Bartender Meal's house. And I was like, oh, I need this. But the first time I got it, it took me a couple minutes to even figure out how to open the jar, which (laughs) is the funniest part. So I was like, can I just have my alcohol, please? But we actually have a video on our YouTube and our TikTok that teaches you four simple ways to open the jar. Mm. Because I think that was my biggest struggle. I couldn't get my alcohol. I was like, excuse me, because they're vacuum sealed. Uh, actually, that's how they stay shelf stable. Actually, uh, the first video I made with cocktail caviar on my TikTok account, um, I, uh, uh, I was trying to get it open, but I decided to leave in the video, me struggling to get it open and doing like tapping on the lid or, uh, yeah. and I, I decided to leave that in the video cause I thought it was funny. And I actually it got, uh, I actually got a response from cocktail caviar saying we're working on the lid. we got this we're we're trying (laughs) (laughs) but the vacuum seal for freshness i'm sure it stays shelf stable until you open it and then you still have like a couple months once it's been opened alcohol uh, most alcohol not all doesn't really go bad so right so you do have time with it but um yeah but the first time when you were over uh at bartender meals uh place you got your first spoonful in your uh in your mouth what was the experience like it was something i'd never had before in my life so you know there's times in your life where you have your first cigarette and you're like ah sure and it's more of an addiction this right here you put a spoonful of the cocktail caviar in your mouth and it's a sensation Mm. you are like wow that was good. And it's not an over the top, like, Oh, that's like that type, <laughs> <laughs> but you get that exact taste that you're looking for. It tastes like 
a gusher mm. exploding in your mouth with fruit juice and you just so happen to get drunk at the same time, I've noticed myself sit down and eat an entire container on accident <laughs> because it's just so smooth. Yeah. And then, like, I try and stand up, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be a sneaker. I mean, uh, you accidentally, you know, uh, I've heard other people uh, from CW uh, say, you know, they'll just walk by, get a spoonful, or, you know, be sitting mm-hmm. there talking on the phone, grab a spoonful, another spoonful, and before they realize yeah. it, they've just drank probably the equivalent of half a bottle of vodka. And Right. Uh, yeah, that I, I've heard that happens quite a bit. <laughs> well, cause I go live on TikTok and I put, I always have a jar at my live station and I'll just eat it just while I'm talking to people in between beers. I'll add it into my bush light. Like I'll add it to whatever I want to. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now remind me, what is the percentage of alcohol in a, uh, in cocktail caviar? They are 12.5. They're 25 proof. 25 proof. It's still enough. If you accidentally ingest a whole jar, you, you're going to be stumbling oh, yeah. a little bit, <laughs> um, yeah. but it goes down like candy at the way you guys act. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> it, it literally goes down like candy because I'll do it. I'll put it in a shot glass and just shoot it down that way. Or, I mean, you can use a boba straw at the same time. Mm. Um, what are your favorite cocktails uh, to use with cocktail caviar? So let's see, we can kind of go down the line of the flavors. So one that I've really started doing, someone actually left in one of my comments. I do it as a shot. I do the screwball peanut butter whiskey with the raspberry. It makes a peanut butter and jelly shot. Okay. And then with the peach, like I said, I really, really like it with some iced tea. Just a very simple peach tea. Um, Let's see, we've got blueberry wildflower, that one. I've been trying to do it more kind of with just like a seltzer. I've added it into a lemon lime seltzer recently. I really like sour things. That's my go-to. I will drink anything sour. I will add lemon lime juice just so like my face puckers. Like right now I'm drinking a slurpy slushy sour ale and it's blue raspberry sour. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So if Sour Patch Kids came out with the beer, you'd be all over it. They have an energy drink, and I'm all over it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, Warhead has a sour beer. That, uh, yeah, I have seen that. I uh, forgot about Those, that. I actually just did a, a podcast that comes out Wednesday where we try the four Warhead Sours, and you watch my face pucker and my the skin raise on my arm like it is wild that bad <laughs> yeah it's so good so not that bad that good <laughs> <laughs> well, i didn't mean bad as as in terrible but um but for that sour <laughs> right um strawberry strawberry is really good in a simple fresh squeezed lemonade oh yeah and then the lychee, the lychee is an interesting flavor because it's it's an Asian fruit that I kind of get almost like a pear-esque apple from, but it's a very, very subtle. So that one goes really good in like a mimosa or in like a rosé wine. Mm-hmm. So I do that more with something sparkly that has flavor to just add a little bit more booze into it. Yeah. And then there's also a flavor that was released before all of this that might be coming back. If we make things happen, it's called autumn apple. It tastes like a caramel red apple. And you, you know, truthfully, I was wondering about that if they were going to come out with some kind of apple flavor, because there's a lot of apple liquor out there, apple flavored liquor that's out there right now. That's really popular. I mean, the crown apple and other stuff, yep. but um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't have an apple flavor. So they, there one actually existed at one time. Yeah. So it is called, it is called autumn apple and it actually has like a maroon label. It's, 
kind of like a candied coloring if you look at it. So like a yellowish hue, but it was just one of those. It, it, it was one of their original runs and I really liked it when I tried it from them. I found it at a liquor store and I messaged them and I was like, Hey, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so hoping that it's something that could come back into production and hit shelves because I think it'd be perfect for the fall and everyone loves cocktail caviar as it is. So adding a fall flavor that you could put in like pumpkin spice or anything of that nature, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Do a seasonal pumpkin spice. Yeah. All the basic people would probably be uh, all over that. (laughs) Right. Actually, when I was looking at your social media, I was actually wondering for a little while if you had been a bartender before you and I actually talked because uh, you've got the strong personality. You're uh, like sometimes really wild uh, uh, in front of the camera. And uh, you're also, you look like you're a pop culture junkie um, uh, also. I mean, <laughs> I look at your collection of pop Funkos and uh, stuff like that. Do you... Uh, you said you started out with your podcast talking about pop culture. Uh, is that like your wheel, your wheelhouse if you need something to talk about? So I would say I'm 50, 50 between pop culture and music. Mm-hmm. Those are my huge hobbies. I have, I think at this current moment, I have over 700 Funko pops and I probably, I don't know. I probably have a couple hundred thousand songs downloaded on my phone. Like, yeah. I just, I like to just see what the cool thing is right there, what grabs my attention. And I mean, who doesn't want to read a comic book? Sure. Uh, see, I'm, I'm more, uh, when I, back when I used to bartend, I was more of the music. Uh, I, I mean, I've always been a pop culture junkie. You want to talk about TV, uh, movies, music? Yeah. Yeah. I'm your guy. Uh, you want to know yeah. something completely uh, completely irrelevant about Star Trek, the original series, you come to me. Uh, <laughs> I used to warn my bar customers all the time. If you ask me any question, absolutely any question about the Beatles, be prepared for at least a half hour lecture. <laughs> Just because I like talking about it. But when it comes, when it came to like the serious pop culture stuff, like uh, comic books and origin stories and stuff like that. I had my cook, uh, cause, yeah. uh, my cook, you know, if you wanted to know the origin story of, or one of the many origin stories of say like Deadpool or yeah. the lineage of Captain America from, uh, his first appearance to how many times he's died and who's carried the um, the mantle of Captain America. He was the guy cause, okay. uh, but uh, it seemed like that you would be able to entertain people for hours on end just because you're charismatic, you're uh, you're full of energy, and I just admire, like, you've got uh, the Amazing Spider-Man uh, Venom cover behind you, and, yeah. uh, you know, if I didn't spend money on guitars and stuff like that, I'd probably have stuff like that, too. <laughs> but... Uh, What's your uh, what's your go to uh, conversation if you want to uh, if somebody's talking to you? You, know, you just want to break the, the ice. Situation. It depends the situation. So if someone walks up to me, I don't know. I kind of I look at their shirt. I will go off of someone's style. So like if you're wearing, let's we'll just go for instance, well, simple let's, football. Let's go with my shirt right here, Bruce Lee spinning. Uh, uh, D, uh, spinning records on DJ booths. <laughs> yeah, I probably I would honestly walk up to him and be like, "So, what songs he playing?" <laughs> yeah, I just something like that. Because I mean, if you think about it, right now you're wearing headphones, so you're listening to what he's playing. Okay. Yeah. So, just a simple icebreaker. You're gonna laugh, or you're gonna tell me to get the hell away from me. It's <laughs> as simple as that, and then you just kind of judge it from there, and. At the same time, you know, obviously you at least like Bruce Lee, so I would go into some other aspects. I would probably go into something funny like the, uh, what was, what was the, 
the one where they kind of made fun of it. It was the Kung Fu, was it Kung Fu Pow or something like that? Kung, I want to say Snoop Dogg directed it. Oh, uh, Kung Pao, Legend of the Fist or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That one. So, like, I would go into something that, or the Three Ninjas Strike Back, because I grew up on that, and just kind of go into something that gears into my wheelhouse off of what you have on. Mm. Or let's just say that you had on a metal band. I'd be like, oh, did you, have you seen them? Did you get that? Did you buy the Hot Topic? What's your favorite concert? Where have you been? Yeah. Because that's what I've, I've been to a few hundred concerts. Yeah. I think I'm somewhere around like 300-ish. Well, you live in Cleveland. All, all Everybody comes through there. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, I've, I've, I tried that method every once in a while, but uh, in the last couple of years, probably, uh, probably still run into it. Uh, I'll see a, a kid that's maybe maybe 16 years old wearing a Metallica Master of Puppets album T-shirt, and yep. and so you listen to Metallica and who people on your shirt? Oh, I just yeah. thought it looked cool. <laughs> yep. And uh, but especially after the Stranger Things episode where, uh, <laughs> you know, he it was very epic. They played Master of Puppets for that big scene, but right. Uh, uh, now, tons of kids, like, uh, below 16 years old, just because of that scene, are wearing Metallica shirts. Half of them don't know why, just because they saw it at Hot Topic. <laughs> yep. And so you can... I worked, at, I worked at Hot Topic for four years. I completely get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or, I mean, I run into that problem once in a while, and it's, oh, you like the Beatles? Who? <laughs> uh, uh, yep. <laughs> I, I just thought it was... a cool shirt or I stole this from my dad's drawer, my brother's drawer or something like this. There's still probably a huge amount of people that don't even know who the who are, which I'm admiring behind you yeah. because even with the CSI theme song, <laughs> people don't even know who it is. Like, and that's the funniest thing when you point it out to them, they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard this song. Mm. <laughs> uh, that there's a funny story behind that. My father and I went and saw the who uh, back in 2008 it was just one of those things. I opened up the newspaper and saw the who were coming to uh, Portland, Oregon, where I used to live. And okay. uh, I thought I got to go see him because I, I love the who. And this was right after John Entwistle died, their bass player. And, okay. uh, but I thought I want to go see him anyway. When am I going to ch- get a chance to watch Pete Townsend play guitar? So, exactly. Uh, so I got on eBay, bought tickets and I told my dad, you and I are going to go see the who. And he was like, are you sure you want me to go? You probably have fun with one of your other friends. And I said, no, dad, you're going with me. And so we, <laughs> we went and saw the who, and right as they were playing, who are you? And my dad, yeah. uh, my dad turns to me and goes, there's a lot of young kids in this audience. I wonder uh, if they're wondering why they're playing the CSI theme. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, That's but, awesome but you do run into roadblocks during conversations like that. And so do you quickly try to change the subject? Yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it instantly change because I mean, I'm diehard Batman, like Batman over everything. So if you have on a Superman shirt, I'm going to explain to you why I'm better. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, it's the same as, it's the same as football. Like if you, if you have a Steelers shirt on, I'm going to be like, go Brown. And I'm just going to keep walking <laughs> because it's, it, it incites, a big enough argument that will turn into a comedic conversation before a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Because instead of making fun of them, you're just sparking a combo about their shirt. Obviously, you know, there's certain people not to say that to because they're looking for that fight yeah. by wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> like the people that walk into the Brown stadium with a Steelers jersey on, they're looking to have a beer thrown at them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I've done that type of thing before. Uh, like there was one day where I came in, I came into the bar and then I see this customer come in. He's got a Cowboys hat, Cowboys parka, Cowboys, uh, pants and, uh, Cowboy, uh, Dallas Cowboys shoes on everything. Top to bottom, Dallas Cowboys. And I looked at him and I said, let me guess Seahawks fan. And you know, he gave me this look like bite your tongue, you asshole. (laughs) I, I actually run into the problem every once in a while because I wear a New York Yankees cap uh, almost wherever I go. 
and okay. no, uh, no against nothing against the Cleveland Indians. Love the movie Major League, but I wear a New York Yankees cap wherever I go, and a lot of people go come up to me and go, "Hey, did you catch that game?" or "What do you think about this?" and I and I'll answer them honestly, dude. I wear this hat because I'm a big Billy Joel fan, and he's from New York. <laughs> but you do run into roadblocks like that, so you kind of have to twist a little bit if you want to keep a conversation going, don't you? Yeah. You literally, like, a conversation, you have to be on your toes at all times. So you just you have to find that one thing, or you can even sometimes I look around the room first to see what things I can point out. Like, oh, hey, did you see that Batman's on the TV right now? Or like, what's the what's the score of this game? I just walked in. Just finding out like little things that someone's paying attention if you're going to have a conversation with them, just in case it goes the wrong way. But I'm also not walking in a bar and tapping every person on their shoulder and saying, "Hey, what's up?" Like I'm going to have a conversation with the dude I sit next to, not the entire bar. Right. You don't feel uh, obligated to entertain everybody. No, I mean if I'm. I get, all right, to be fair, if I'm walking in with, like, my guys, you know we're there. Like, we'll, <laughs> we bust open the door and we're like, all right, shots. <laughs> and everyone looks at us, they're like, oh, these guys. <laughs> when it comes to DC, I have to agree with you, Batman's, uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman is the man. Uh, uh, Superman, they kind of, he, he got annoying to me for a little while because they basically gave him whatever powers he needed to get out of that situation. It powers would change constantly. Um, right. I thought they should have given Brandon Routh a better shot at uh, Superman. Uh, Cause I thought he was the perfect pick to be Superman. But right. when it came to Batman, uh, truthfully, Michael Keaton, when they when they announced that he was going to come back as Batman for the Flash movie and the Batgirl movie, which had been canceled now, I guess. Um, when they announced he was going to come back, I was like, yes! Because exactly. I grew up with the 89 Batman, you know? Yeah. Uh, I literally, in the bar last night, was watching Jack Nicholson just dancing around, painting the paintings with, yeah. like, faces. I mean, uh... Val Kilmer was okay. George Clooney phoned it in. Uh, I, I liked the uh, Christian Bale when uh, those Batman. Ah, yeah, I had one of those. Uh, he's showing me a VHS, sealed VHS copy of Batman from 89. The, uh, the Christian Bale Batman was awesome. Uh, and, and I was one of those people that when I heard Ben Affleck was going to take over the cape and cowl, I was like, did we learn nothing from Daredevil? Literally. <laughs> Literally. It, it's sad when the vampire from Twilight outshines that <laughs> in the role. Like, come on. When when I heard about that, he was uh, the vampire from Twilight was going to be on there, and people said, hey, Anthony, what do you think that he's going to play Batman? And I said, he better not sparkle. <laughs> I said the exact same thing, and all my friends are like, come on now. Come on. He had, he, he's had other roles. I said, name them then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's awesome. But uh, the Christian Bale ones, they were great movies, but uh, honestly, Batman 89, that was that was the one. Because I did grow up li- watching Adam West, but yeah. uh, but Batman in 89 with the uh, uh, the new theme uh, theme that they came up with for it, I was like, this is perfect. This is, yep. honestly, it doesn't hold up that well, you know, uh, like 30 years later, but... <laughs> Right, but it it definitely has the nostalgia. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. So last night in the bar, Gremlins came on. Oh. I didn't realize how good that that Gizmo moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like people are over here talking about how great Baby Yoda is and that. Like, I'm sorry, Gizmo had it first. Like mm. that little monster, they were moving. And it's all done practical effects, and it, and it was convincing. Still, it's yeah. uh, the the special effects still are convincing to up to this day, and uh, even Baby Yoda's practical effects, uh, and they totally could get away with CGI. But luckily, uh, John Favreau decided no. But right, um, and anyway, uh, I go on forever about pra- <laughs> uh, about this. So let's talk about um, a little bit more about social media to close up the show. Um, 
do you have any advice for people when it comes to working on their social media? Because I've said, I've said before that social media feels like a full-time job, especially when you're trying to promote a podcast, when you're trying to promote a brand, um, how do you keep up with it? How do you, uh, um, set, make time for it? Uh, what's your advice on that sort of thing? Biggest piece of advice I would give is if you get one view, be thankful that one person viewed it. If you get five, I go, I go on an, uh, a 10 to one. So if I have 10 views and one like, I'm doing perfect. So even if my video only got a hundred views, but I have 25 people that like that, that means that 25 people took time out of their day to tap the screen for me. Mm. So I celebrate victories instead of losses. So anytime that I get a new follower, I get a like, I just, I get that little feeling. I'm like, Ooh, thank you. And it's, it's don't get discouraged because you're only going to fall backwards if you get discouraged of, Oh, no one's watching my video. I'm going to delete the app. Oh, no one's watching my video. I'm going to delete that video. I have videos still from six months ago that'll get a random like because it showed up on someone's FYP because it sparked their interest. Mm. So no matter what, if you like that video, post that video. So don't really care about what other people are going to think. If you, if you like it, just go with it. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing social media to make others happy, you're not going to be happy. You have to do what you want to do. Like if you wake up every day and you're like, oh, I have to make another post. Or if you wake up today, you're like, what post am I making? Mm. That's the difference between an account that's just going to stay steady or an account that is going to show constant growth because you care about yourself and your brand and how you show up to others. And they feel that energy. They'll turn your notifications on and they're like, what new video is coming out today from Toxic Shock Official? I have people that literally will rush to my comments and go first. I will have them. They're like, oh, thank you. I, did, I thought you weren't going to post a video today. It's already 1 o'clock. Thank you so much. Mm. So I don't realize that I post on a consistent schedule and people pay attention to that schedule. Really? So it's just a consistency and just optimism and knowing your own your own worth, honestly. Uh, what's your strategy if there is a strategy on uh, hashtags? Um, I have my own hashtag. I hashtag whatever brand I'm using. I've been doing hashtag home bar a lot since I'm at home and there's a bar. Mm. So that way people aren't like, Oh, what bar are you at? That's a really cool setup. I want to go there. Like this is my house. I just hit a hundred, 101 bottles today. Uh, uh, and I I just built this recently to showcase them. They used to just be on top of my fridge. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's a nice setup. It, you got Batman everywhere on that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's literally everywhere. There's every corner you look, there's at least Batman something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then when you go upstairs, exactly. Uh, do you have any advice for my listeners on, uh, also on how to promote themselves? Because that's really important. Bartenders, they have to be able to uh, make themselves make themselves shine, uh, so to get to get regulars and uh, things like that. So, what kind of advice would you suggest for uh, somebody that's working behind the bar, trying to entertain people on a on a daily level? So, I wouldn't say it's completely personal appearance, but don't look like a bum. Mm. So, like. If you're going to show up to work, like I said, in basketball shorts and a ripped up tank top, that's, they're going to think you're essentially the bar back. Mm. They're not going to look at you as this guy can get me a drink. But if you come in with poise and you're like, I'll be with you in one second. And you kind of make that turn and they catch, they just catch something on your shirt. They're going to want to know what that shirt says. They're going to spark up a conversation because of your shirt. So I never leave the house in something plain. I have some sort of graphic on it, no matter what. I just made my own shirts that say, I'm drunk, dot, dot, dot. I blame Toxic Shock Official. (laughs) So that way people are like, oh, who's Toxic Shock Official? And I'm like, it's me. Let's talk. So (laughs) I, I love attention. I strive attention. I'm a Leo. So that explains everything. 
I want to walk in the room and I want everyone to go, that guy. I know that guy. Mm. Or I don't like that guy, but you know what? He's got balls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's no matter what job you're doing, if you are in the presence of social anything, it is just be optimistic and just talk. Because if you walk up to somebody at a table and you go, welcome, what can I get you today? Mm. Or if you walk up and you bust their balls, be like, oh, I see you sat right here. I don't really like this table, but I guess I'll take care of you today. <laughs> Just like something, I mean, obviously you're going to catch a Karen or two that are, they're not going to understand it. And they're going to ask for a different server or bartender. But you know what? They were probably going to tip you a dollar anyway. More than likely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made in North Texas, My Big Pickle Vodka is a pickle juice infused vodka. It was developed by some friends who enjoyed a little bit of pickle juice inside their Bloody Marys and then all of a sudden decided they wanted to just infuse the pickle flavor inside their vodka and before they knew it, they had a hit on their hands. And released just recently, My Big Jalapeno Vodka, Jalapeno Infused Vodka. Both of these I can see being perfect addition to anybody's Bloody Marys, or Bloody Beers, anything like that. To check out My Big Pickle or My Big Jalapeno Vodka, head on over to CWSpirits.com. And don't forget to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for 5% off your entire purchase. Visit CWSpirits.com, promo code HEYBARTENDER5. Hey bartender. All right, so we're coming up on the end of the show. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Drake, for being on Hey Bartender podcast. You've been really informative, and thank you for coming on and talking about cocktail caviar, giving me a little bit more understanding about that. And it was a lot of fun talking about Batman, too. So, <laughs> Hey, I appreciate you having me. It's been a blast. Yeah. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, follow you, follow you uh, or anything like that, do you have any social media or anything like that that you'd like to drop let people know? Yeah, so I would say the largest one would be Toxic Chuck Official on TikTok, but it is the same on Instagram and YouTube, uh, and we have a Facebook page. So it's pretty much the same across it. I think on Instagram it has a couple little dashes in it, but if you type in Toxic Chuck Official, it'll just populate everything. Very cool. Well, uh, once again, thank you so much and uh, for taking the time out to be on uh, the show and be uh, let us know. Because uh, uh, believe it or not, a lot of bartenders do suffer a little bit from a little bit of uh, introvertiveness, and it's it can be kind of a rough start to get behind the bar and be social and stuff like that. So you gave a lot of great hints to uh, how to get yourself going and remembering what you're there to do. So uh, once again, much appreciated. Glad I could help. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, if you ever want to come back on, just let me know, and uh, we can make it happen. Um, and until, uh, but until next time, we'll talk to you again soon. Perfect. Have a good night, man. And that means this last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar, or you ain't getting shit. Big thanks to Toxic Shock Official for being on the show. Remember, if you want to follow him on uh, Instagram or TikTok, follow his TikTok videos. Just go to at Toxic Shock Official. He's funny. He does a lot of crazy stuff on there. Uh, just just go follow him. As usual, I got to offer up a big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their theme song, Dr. Bartender. Remember to check them out on any of the streaming services, whether it be iTunes, Spotify. Listen to the rest of their music catalog. They are awesome. In fact, they got a new single out called Have a Heart. Go to laurahope.bandcamp.com slash music Listen to the song and then download it. All the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. Remember to follow uh, Hey Bartender Podcast on all social medias. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. All of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. Um, go to HeyBartenderPodcast.com and check out the swag. Listen to the latest episodes. Uh, yeah. And remember, people, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is drop me a message on social media. Or email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. You can either come on the show or you can just send me a question or a statement and that can be read on the show. I'd be more than happy to do that. I love hearing from all my listeners. And, you know, sometimes past guests, too. 
But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got...